Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Sawadikap. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we're in part four of our four-part series on loving-kindness meditation. I've been teaching you loving-kindness meditation over the course of three previous classes and now the fourth, and we've been doing loving-kindness meditation together in each of these individual sessions. We're going to be doing loving-kindness meditation together in today's session, but before I do so, I thought I would just do a last little recap of loving-kindness meditation because it was about four weeks ago that I introduced you to loving-kindness meditation and I went through very thoroughly and taught you all the different aspects of loving-kindness meditation, but today I think because this is our last class, it'd be a good idea to just kind of do a little refresher and a recap, give you guys a chance to ask any questions related to loving-kindness meditation, and then we'll actually do a session of loving-kindness meditation together. So thank you all for joining. Welcome. Pleased that you're here. And I'll just go ahead and move into sharing some content with you related to loving-kindness meditation. First, let's just talk about what loving-kindness meditation is for. What loving-kindness meditation is for is to antidote or remedy the anger, hatred, ill will that's in the mind. This is one of the fetters that we've talked about in different classes. Those fetters or pollutions of mind or taints or defilements, there's 10 of them that the Buddha taught and that these need to be eliminated in order to get to enlightenment. And as you eliminate each individual one of these, you'll see that the mind becomes more and more liberated. Of course, one of the main focuses on this path to enlightenment is to eliminate craving desire attachment. This is the cause of discontentedness and is what will bring the mind closer and closer to that enlightened mental state. But because there's craving in the mind, also referred to as sensual desire in the 10 fetters, the mind is longing for these pleasant feelings. It's longing for the objects of its affection. And if it gets what it wants, it gets pleasant feelings. But if it doesn't get what it wants, then it gets these painful feelings. And if the mind moves to this anger, frustration, irritation, annoyance, these lesser versions, as well as the stronger ones, then what the unenlightened mind has a tendency to do is blame that on other people. And then the mind becomes very hostile and bitter and harsh and aggressive through our intention, speech, and actions. And this unskillful moral conduct puts challenges into our relationships and creates harshness and roughness in our relationships. And people find that it's almost impossible to reside peacefully and harmoniously with all beings. It's only because the mind has craving and anger or this ill will, this fetter of ill will, that it then has difficulties existing with others. And it almost looks at others almost like they're enemies. And we try to kind of almost plot and plan how to get back at that person, particularly if the ego is involved. So by training the mind through loving kindness meditation, you're antidoting or remedying this ill will, knocking that down, ultimately uprooting it through your practice of loving kindness meditation, and then practicing loving kindness in daily life through our intention, speech, and actions. This needs to happen in order to get rid of the ill will, but what also needs to occur is practicing breathing mindfulness meditation in order to eliminate the central desire so that there's no longer craving, desire, attachment, wants, expectations in the mind. So the breathing mindfulness meditation in generosity is working to knock down the craving so that the mind has less tendency to long and yearn for the objects of its affection. Eventually that gets uprooted and there is no more any kind of longing or yearning or craving. You're just working towards certain goals 
objectives or interests in your life. And then while you're doing that and you're knocking down the craving with breathing mindfulness meditation and generosity, you're also working with loving kindness meditation and practicing loving kindness in daily life to uproot this anger, hatred, and ill will that's in the mind. It's almost like taking a jackhammer and jackhammering and breaking up this ill will out of the mind so that the mind no longer functions through this ill will where your intention, speech, and actions can become unskillful with bitterness, harshness, aggression, and hostility. So then you can reside more harmonious, peaceful, and joyful in all your personal and professional relationships. But of course, this takes time to gradually transform the mind. You can't just do loving kindness meditation in three or four weeks and everything's fixed. It's going to take some gradual training, gradual practice, and gradual progress. This is what the Buddha taught as part of the path. So you're not going to know on any one particular day how much anger, hatred, and ill will that you've eliminated. But over time, as you gradually wear this away, you will see that the mind becomes less and less angry. You'll have less frequency of anger. You'll have less intensity of it. And when it does occur, you'll know more and more readily that it's coming from your own mind and you won't revert to unskillful conduct. You'll train the mind to gradually reduce these feelings, but then also have less and less unskillful conduct as you're interacting with others. And now through your mind becoming more and more loving and kind, you'll interact with others in a more loving and kind way, which will improve your relationships. The way that we do loving kindness meditation is we first start with chanting to ease the mind into meditation, which I'm going to start a four part series on next Wednesday to teach you guys the Buddhist chanting. Then we do a brief meditation where we're doing breathing mindfulness meditation to ease the mind deeper into meditation, focusing on the breath, clearing out the mind. Then we go into the loving kindness meditation where we do these affirmations starting with, may I be peaceful. And you do this on the out breath, a nice gradual exhale. And then you breathe in through the nose. And then a nice gradual exhale, may I be safe. And then again, an inhale. On the exhale, may I be well. And then on the exhale again, may I be free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. You would like to construct multiple rings, maybe as many as six or eight or however many you'd like, where you're working through individuals that you currently have loving kindness for, that you would like to maintain this loving kindness, support it, encourage it, not allowing it to fade. You would like to work through kind of some neutral people that you're trying to bring loving kindness into the mind, cultivate this wholesome quality with right effort and bring these uh, loving kindness into your mind. Then there's going to be certain individuals who you may have anger, hatred, and ill will for that you would like to include them in your meditation so that you can work through those rings and kind of rewire the mind essentially through these affirmations to only have wholesome thoughts of loving kindness. May these beings be peaceful, safe, well, and free of discontentedness. Whether these people are still in your life, whether they were in your life in the past and you'll never see them again, whether they've passed away or anything like that, you can include people who your mind is currently having resentment towards, anger, hatred, ill will towards, or all those lesser versions, even annoyance or irritation. Because as long as your mind is harboring those feelings, it's only hurting you. Oftentimes we think by holding on to our anger, it's a way of getting back at this person. But in reality, it's really just hurting your own mind. So you need to get liberated from those feelings of anger, hatred, and ill will. And loving kindness is the way to free the mind of those strong feelings. So you practice this in meditation, and then you practice in daily life through your intention, speech, and actions, as the Buddha describes, on the Eightfold Path to ensure that you're infusing your life practice and all the decisions you're making about your intention, speech, and actions with loving kindness so that you have this genuine interest in seeing all beings be well without judgment. You're not judging others to determine if they deserve your loving kindness or not. 
Instead, you're trying to cultivate loving kindness for all beings. So after you start with yourself, you work through those beings that you currently have loving kindness for, those that you're looking to bring loving kindness into the mind for, more neutral people, people that you're looking to eliminate anger, hatred, ill will for, that you're bringing loving kindness into the mind. Eventually, you would like to get your very last ring to be all beings because you're not interested in leaving any beings out whatsoever. If there's even one being in the mind that you currently have anger, hatred, and ill will for, you're not going to be able to experience enlightenment because that fetter is still there. You need to get to the point where anybody and everybody in your mind you have loving kindness for. And one of the ways that you can think about this, not only in meditation, but also outside of meditation, importantly outside of meditation, is think about every being as being a family member. The Buddha talks about this in his teachings. He says that it would be nearly impossible for you to encounter a being that is in existence that has not previously been your mother, father, brother, sister, son, daughter, or some other relative. So that means when you interact with a cashier at a grocery store or a gas station attendant or someone at a restaurant, all of these human beings that you interact with have been one of your family members in a previous life because we've had so many previous lives. So what you do is you envision that these individuals are your current family members. So if you have a 20-year-old server at a restaurant, you might think about that person as your little brother, your little sister, or your big brother, big sister, depending how old you are. Or if there's an elderly person at a dry cleaner, you might think of that person as your grandmother. Or if there's somebody else that you're checking into a hotel or something like this, you might think of them as your aunt or uncle or, or your mother, your father, or some other relative. And this is a way for you to bring up loving kindness for those beings especially if you currently have loving kindness for those beings. If you don't have loving kindness for your mother, your father, these other relatives, then perhaps you would like to think about these people as being some other relative that you do have loving kindness for until you get to a point where you do have loving kindness for every single member of your family, including these members that have been relatives of yours in the past. And not only humans, but also other beings in the cycle of rebirth too. Whether they're hell beings, whether they're animals, whether they're afflicted spirits, humans, or heavenly beings, you would like to cultivate this loving kindness, this genuine interest in seeing all these beings be well, regardless of what realm they're currently in. So that mosquito or that cricket or that frog or that snake, rather than immediately thinking about killing this being, Think about that this is your mother, this is your father, this is your brother, your sister, your son, your daughter, or some other relative, and you'd be uninterested in bringing harm to these animals. So this is a way that you can move from the meditation, whatever you cultivate in meditation, into your daily life, where now you're practicing in such a way that when you go out in the world, you're envisioning everybody to be like a relative of yours. And this will really help you to bring forth your intention, speech, and actions that are loving and kind without judgment, where you're not judging others to determine if they deserve your loving kindness, but you're just practicing loving kindness with all beings. When you go through these rings in this class, I'm doing it in a very general way because I'm leading many people throughout the world in this meditation, whether you're attending live or you're listening to this on the replay, you're being guided in loving kindness meditation. And I don't know the specific people that you currently have loving kindness for, that you're more neutral for, or that you currently have anger, hatred, and ill will towards. So you can customize this all the way down where you might say, may mom be peaceful or may dad be peaceful or may my brother or sister or you can use their name, you know, Bobby and Susie or Johnny or whatever it is or your co-workers or individuals, maybe your boss or your neighbors. You can put their specific names in the meditation, but I'm not able to do that when I'm guiding you. But when I'm guiding you, if you would like to include them like if I say life partner and you don't have a life partner, but perhaps you have friends or other people that you would like to include, you can put their actual name in the meditation. So I would like to 
give you guys a chance to ask any and all questions that you have related to loving kindness meditation before we do this last session together. It's not going to be our last session in the entire group learning program, but it's going to be our last session for probably about six weeks or so. Because what we're going to be doing in the next four weeks is we're going to be doing Buddhist chanting. And as we do our Buddhist chanting, and I teach that to you, there will be a few breathing mindfulness meditations that we do as part of those classes. And then once we're done with that four-part series on the Buddhist chanting, we will go back to breathing mindfulness meditation one week and loving kindness meditation another week. And we'll rotate those back and forth for the preceding four months as we progress forward. So we will be doing this in future classes together, but this is the last one about loving kindness for about probably six weeks. So if you have questions, you can put this into the Facebook group, the YouTube channel, or in Zoom, and I'll see it in the comment section, or you can electronically raise your hand. And also, at any point in time, whether you have any question about loving kindness meditation or anything else, you can always post this in the Facebook group. You can ask questions in these classes. You can send a private message or you can schedule a personal guidance session and I will help you. So it's not like this is your last opportunity to ever ask questions about loving kindness meditation, but it's certainly a, a great opportunity to ask questions about loving kindness meditation. So let me see what questions you guys have. Remember, you can put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, or you can raise your hand electronically in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. Let's see. So we have a question coming in in Zoom. Max is asking, we need to include anyone who may have passed away as well. If you have anger, hatred, ill will, or any of those lesser versions for people who have passed away, you should include them because even though you're not going to see them anymore, you need to liberate the mind from those strong feelings of anger, hatred, ill will, and those lesser versions. If you already have loving kindness for the individuals who passed away, there's not necessarily a need for you to include them into your meditation unless you would like to. You don't need to. And remember that your rings in your meditation, it's going to fluctuate. There are times when I first started this meditation where it was just me, maybe like several rings, like I did, may I be peaceful, safe, well, free of discontentedness. May I be peaceful, safe, well, free of discontentedness. Because I had a certain amount of negative self-talk and hatred towards this being David. So I needed to do that for several iterations. And I also did that for my mom, where it would just be me, including myself, and then my mom for several iterations. And then I would eventually get to all beings. And then after doing that for many months, then I moved to including other people. And there would be days where maybe a landlord at my business would come in and threaten to kill me. And there might have been like a week where I needed to include him into the meditation in order to let go of anything that might have been in the mind. There might have been a customer who came in that was a little bit rough with us or they didn't pay and walked out on us or something. Or there might have been an employee that I was having challenges with. So I was looking to transform my mind to ensure that I didn't have any kind of anger, hatred, ill will. Or if I was on my way to work and there was some kind of traffic issue and I felt some frustration or irritation arising, I might have included that person for a session or two or three to ensure that that anger didn't get rooted in the mind. So you're going to fluctuate your meditation and adjust it based on what's going on in your current mind. And you only really need to include people who have passed away if you still harbor any kind of ill will towards them. But it doesn't mean you can include them. If you do have loving kindness for them, you might decide to include them in your meditation. And the other thing that I'll share on this, since we're talking about these rings, is that you know it takes a while to wear away this anger, hatred, or will. If you have an individual like I had from my past, I had a lot of resentment towards my mom. It took me a good six months to get rid of that. So don't feel like you know you can just put somebody in your meditation once and the mind is remedied with that. You'd like to use kind of a litmus test where if this person showed up on your front doorstep having run out of gas a couple of blocks down the street and they asked for your help, would you be willing to help them? 
And if your answer is like, no, I wouldn't help them, then you haven't yet cultivated loving kindness for this person because you don't have a genuine interest in seeing them be well. So you would like to be sure that there's no beings whatsoever anywhere in the five realms of existence that you have any kind of anger, hatred, and ill will towards. And it's the loving kindness meditation and practicing in daily life that you can remedy that. And for the people who've passed away, you may need to include those. For people who are currently in your life, you'll definitely need to include those. But even like ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, if your mind's harboring any kind of feelings, even if they did things like cheating on you or stealing from you or things like this, even though they did those things that were unwise of them and they maybe caused you harm through that you still need to let go of your anger hatred ill will towards them because as long as you harbor that it's only hurting you and it's not going to allow you to get liberated from those feelings and get to enlightenment you're welcome max pleased to help you let's see if we have any questions on facebook or youtube let's see we have some here in youtube the question is how can a person acquire the body of a man or a woman namaste so this is separate from loving kindness meditation but i can answer it for you the cycle of rebirth is all based on the natural law of gamma of cause and effect or action and result so based on what you do in various lives and the condition of your mind at the end of a life you're going to be reborn into your next life based on the gamma from your previous life so whether you become a man or a female this is not determined by any being or any entity or anything it's just cause and effect or cause and effect why someone becomes a man or why someone becomes a female other than the fact that it's the natural law of gamma that's not something that has ever been taught it's not something that i think that we can even discover it's just based on gamma and one of the teachings that the Buddha shares around the natural law of gamma is he talks about if somebody were to try to discern the exact, exact cause and effect of gamma, he says it would lead to either frustration or madness. So he gives these teachings where he shares and helps you see that if you kill, then you'll have a shorter life span. And you can see that to be true because if we go out into war as a 20-year-old male or female and we go out killing, we're very likely to be killed ourselves. Our lifespan is a lot shorter. You can also see this in the animal realm, that animals who tend to kill a lot, like lions and tigers and snakes and things like this, they tend to have very short lifespans where animals like elephants who don't kill to eat and things like this they very rarely will kill they have a very long lifespan so you can see this to be true in the natural law of gamma through looking around but in terms of the exact cause that leads to either a male rebirth or a female rebirth this isn't something that is taught and looking at the teachings of the buddha if we were tried to discern the exact cause of things like this he says that it would lead to frustration or madness so i would suggest that you set that aside and just understand that it's the natural law of gamma that determines these kind of things based on the condition of our mind at the time of death let's see there's a question here from michael jenkins as well is it silly if i add my dog because i watch her chase any bird out of the yard when it landed because of the strong this in my yard so probably the, their protection of the yard Yes, you can include your animals, right? So this is any beings in all the five realms of existence. But just remember that you including your dog in your meditation isn't going to change your dog. What this meditation is for is for you to cultivate loving kindness. So if you have loving kindness for your dog and you would like to support that, encourage that, not allow it to fade, you can include your dog into your meditation. Or if there's time where you have annoyance and frustration and irritation and you would like to clear that out from your mind so you no longer harbor that towards your animals, then you can include them in there for that. So just remember that it's not going to change your dog. It's to change your mind and ensure that you continue to have 
loving kindness or that you create loving kindness in the mind for any beings that you're struggling with having and harboring strong feelings like anger, hatred, ill will, or even those lesser versions like frustration, irritation, annoyance, and so forth like that. Even the slightest little dislike. The enlightened mind isn't even going to have the slightest dislike for another being. A enlightened being is going to see the beauty in everybody. While an enlightened being will see that other people might be struggling and we might disagree with somebody else's intention, speech, or actions. We might disagree with what they do. Like we might not choose to actually do those things, but we wouldn't have dislike or we wouldn't even harbor annoyance or irritation for that being just because they're doing something different than what we would choose to do. Because an enlightened being understands that that's just impermanence. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just their decision to do something different than that you would do. So if annoyance or dislike is arising in your mind towards another being, this is because of your own cravings that you want another being to do the same thing as you. And this is where aversion comes in, that oftentimes when the mind becomes angered, hatred, having ill will, frustration, irritation, annoyance, that once you're experiencing that, if you falsely attribute those painful feelings to this other person, you might push them away or you might become bitter and harsh and aggressive and then they choose to go away because of your moral conduct. And you can get to a point with loving kindness meditation and practicing loving kindness in your daily life where you're no longer craving permanence and wanting this being to be a certain way. And when you see that they are doing something different than you, you just understand that that's impermanence and you're not craving for them to be another way. You don't have expectations or wants and you just choose to love them regardless of what they're choosing to do. So you're loving the person, right? You're not having love for their decisions. You might disagree with their decisions, but you can separate a person's decisions from them as a person. So you can have loving kindness and compassion for the person while you disagree with the decisions that they're making. And this is what you can get to when you cultivate loving kindness in the mind and you can just love all beings and be harmonious and peaceful with everyone, even though you might disagree with someone's decisions in the world. Okay, you're welcome, Michael. You're, you're very welcome. All right, so let's see if we have any questions in Facebook. I don't see any there. I don't see any more in Zoom either. So let's go ahead and move into our meditation then. Again, I'm going to do something very general. Today I'm planning to go through the five realms of existence so that we cultivate loving kindness for beings in each individual realm. This is just a very general, basic loving kindness meditation just to get you comfortable with the structure and the flow of the meditation because we're going to do those chanting at the beginning. We're going to do some breathing mindfulness meditation. We're going to do loving kindness meditation. Then we're going to go back to breathing mindfulness meditation and then finish up with some chanting. So it's kind of like a loving kindness sandwich with the loving kindness right in the middle. And the breathing mindfulness meditation is kind of like lettuce and tomatoes on each side. And then the chanting is like the bread, right? So that's what we're making here is like a loving kindness sandwich. So if you'd like to go ahead and take a position, either seated, lying, or standing, these are typically helpful when you're doing loving kindness meditation. If you're on the floor, you probably have some cushions under your rear and cross your legs lightly in front of you. This will keep the circulation flowing in the legs, whereas if they're too tight, you wouldn't be able to keep that circulation flowing. And having some cushions under your rear lessens the angle at your hips, your knees, and your ankles. So once again, it allows the circulation to flow. The hands and the arms, you put your right hand over your left with your thumbs together, and you put that into your lap. Essentially, the lower body and the hands and arms should be completely relaxed. There's other options with the hands as well. You can put your palms on your thighs, on your knees. You can put your palms up. If you're in a chair with an armrest, you may even just rest your arms on the armrest of a chair because you'd like your lower body and hands and arms to just be completely relaxed with no muscles engaged whatsoever. The upper body should be nice and erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. Whereas if you were slouched, 
the mind would have a tendency to be complacent and dull and lethargic. Or if your body was really rigid and uptight, this would have a tendency to create an overactive and anxious mind. So you'd like to do the middle way and practice the middle way with all of these things, including your body positioning, which we're going to talk about the middle way in chapter six when we get to that in the group learning program. But for now, you're looking for that middle where you're not painful, where the body's not painful and slouched, but you're also not luxurious or uptight either. So you'd like the upper body to be erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. Next, you would like to just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here, you're just working to establish the breath. You're breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. I'm going to do some chanting to ease us into meditation, and then I'll be back with guidance to help you get further into the meditation. establishing the breath. You're not interested in controlling the breath or forcing it. Just a nice, natural, consistent inhale through the nose, experiencing the full breath. And whenever you get to it, a nice, steady, consistent exhale out through the nose, experiencing the full breath. 
Breathing in. In, out. Your breath isn't going to necessarily match up with the guidance that I'm providing. I'm just here for guidance. This is your practice. So wherever you get into the next inhale, you just breathe in gradually wherever you get to it. And whenever you get to the exhale, breathe out gradually not necessarily trying to match up to the guidance that I'm providing. I'm just here to remind you to breathe in through the nose and to breathe out through the nose. Once you have the breath well established, start fixating the mind on the breath the sound of the breath, or the sensation of air moving into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. When the mind moves off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to observe the thought, label it, analyze it, or even try to figure out where it's coming from. Just wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath the present moment. Breathing in and out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do breathing mindfulness meditation. And then I'll come back with guidance on loving kindness meditation. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. This is your time to focus on the breath. Breathing in and out.
Continuing to breathe in through the nose. And out through the nose. On your out breath, repeat these affirmations in the mind. May I be peaceful. May I be safe. discontentedness and the suffering it causes. May all those beings in the heavenly realm be peaceful. May they be safe. free of all discontentedness and the suffering it causes. human realm be peaceful. May they be safe.
May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes. May all those in the afflicted spirit realm be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes. May all those in the animal realm be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes.
may all those in the hell realm be peaceful. May they be safe. May they be well. May they be free of all discontentedness in the suffering it causes. Now go back to breathing mindfulness meditation, focusing on the breath.
As you guys make your way out of meditation, I'd like to just share a few things with you guys. If you noticed in this meditation, I didn't do that final ring of all beings. And the reason why is I would like to show you guys an option that if you've gone through all the different beings in the world that is easily identifiable, then you don't necessarily have to do that all beings, right? Because if we did that all beings every single time, that would be permanence. But there's other options as well because this impermanent world. So sometimes you might hear me say, may all beings who I come in contact with today be peaceful and go through those. May all beings who I will not see today, right? And even those two right there, that encompasses all beings essentially. So you can structure your meditation where you do do that last ring of all beings, but you could also structure it in ways where you've already included all beings. Like today, we did the cycle of rebirth. We did all five realms. So there's no beings outside of the five realms, at least as far as what we know. So therefore, we've covered all beings. So keep that in mind. Also, keep in mind that as you're doing this meditation, it's to transform your mind. You're not sending metta to the beings in hell. You're not hoping or wishing that the beings in the animal realm change and do something different or any of these other realms. Instead, you're transforming your mind that when you're interacting or you come in contact with any of these beings, that you have loving kindness for these beings. So you're transforming your mind. You're not doing any work for other beings because it's not possible for you to do that. If it was possible for us to change others through our meditation, there would be no such thing as prisons, murders, rapes, abuse, all these kind of things. We would just change people through our meditation, but it's not working that way. 
each individual being needs to make the decisions to change their own mind and improve the condition of their own mind. So that's what you're doing in this meditation is you're transforming your mind so that when you come in contact with any and all beings that you can have this genuine interest in seeing them be well, be peaceful, be safe, be free of discontentedness. So I'll open up to any and all questions that you guys have, whether it's related to meditation or anything else that you guys would like to talk about. You can put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, and I'll be able to see those as you decide to share those. And if you're in Zoom, you can electronically raise your hand and ask any questions or follow up questions directly. All right, I'm not seeing any questions from anyone anywhere. So what I'll do then is I'll just remind you about our upcoming classes so you'll know what we're going to be doing in our future classes. This Sunday, we're gonna be in chapter four of the group learning program and in this first book developing a life practice the path that leads to enlightenment in this first book chapter four is titled the four noble truths establishing right view this is where you can have the breakthrough of understanding the problem in the unenlightened mind the cause the elimination in the path forward and here this is where with that information now you can readily make your way in the journey to enlightenment because until you understand the four noble truths you wouldn't understand what's causing the discontent feeling so therefore you wouldn't be able to eliminate it so we're going to take our time discussing the three universal truths and the four noble truths if you've heard me talk about these in the past no worries because you really can't learn the Four Noble Truths too many times. You would like to learn them two, three, four, five times spread out over time so that it really starts to soak in and you can see it more and more clearly as you're learning and reflecting and then practicing the Four Noble Truths. And then next Wednesday, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing the Buddhist chanting. I'm going to start with the first class of a four-part series where I'll help you to learn Buddhist chanting. So we'll do that next Wednesday. So thank you all for coming to class and deciding that today is a day that you would like to learn the teachings of the Buddha. We'll see you guys in one of these future classes. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.